Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I am now 39 years old. It was my birthday. It's my birthday on Sunday, Easter Sunday. I'm recording this on, what is it, Wednesday? Jesus, I'm sorry, everybody. The podcast was supposed to be out on Monday, but you know how it is. You know, when you got a lazy fuck doing a podcast, sometimes he misses his deadline. That's the thing about self-imposed deadlines, you know. You just don't have to keep them. Because what are the consequences if you don't keep them? There's none. But the thing is, there are probably some. There's probably like two listeners in Singapore who are like, fuck that guy. You're not going to put it out on Monday like you promised? Well, I'm sorry, guys in Singapore. But uh, forgive me, it was my birthday. It was my birthday week. You know, I'm one of those people, I turned my whole birthday into like a, well, I turned my birthday into a whole week is what I meant to say, but I'm not re-recording this. Fuck that shit. We're just going straight out. No theme music, no bullshit, just talking for roughly 35 minutes. I'm figuring I'll make this one, that's, that's, I'll, I'll just keep the goals shorter, you know, maybe 35 minutes and then it doesn't seem like I don't have enough time. Cause you gotta, I got a baby. Look, I know I'm all over the map here. I was talking about my birthday. Now I'm on to a baby. I'm just I'm just telling you this is how my life feels right now. It feels like chaos. It feels like I don't have a second. Even though my wife does all the work, I still feel like I don't have a second. What it is is just the baby's awake, you know, well, no, I should say he's asleep for like very short periods of time in the day. And by the time he goes to sleep in the nighttime at like 8 p.m., because he sleeps all night long, because we, you know, we sleep trained him. And uh, it's a controversial issue, but not really. But we sleep trained him, and he sleeps all night long. But by the time he goes to bed at eight, like I just feel like just having a beer and doing nothing or going to a show if I'm contractually obligated to go to a show, then I'll do it. Any hoozles back to my birthday. It was my birthday on Easter Sunday, April 16th for you stalkers out there. And, um, you know, it was good. My family, I went over to, to Ottawa to, to hang out with my family. It was mostly for Easter, but it was also my birthday. They got me a cake. It was nice. No presents, except for my dad. My dad sent me uh, some money, which is the, that's the greatest present of all, right? A little bit of money, a little bit of do-re-mi. You know when, like, you're, you're young and you'd get a card from a sort of a distant relative, you know, like a like an aunt, you know, <laughs> distant? No, you know, that people who weren't in your immediate vicinity, people you don't see that often, like a cousin or some shit, and they give you a card, and then it didn't matter if it was five bucks, ten bucks, it was, that was all, that's all you needed. Just that, just a dollar bill. No coins, just a dollar value in paper form, and it's just like, oh, now Aunt Shirley, way to go. Instead of just trying to send me some shitty t-shirt or some socks I don't want, I'm a child. I want you know, either toys, and they have to be specific toys, because, you know, I don't want some kind of, some kind of transformer knockoff, you know, the Schmansformers, or the, 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 the machine change-em-ups, or some shit, I want the real deal, Optimus Prime, not Nautilus Time, some other reasonable facsimile, I always thought the GoBots were, a uh, knockoff of the Transformers. I'm not so sure that they were because they sort of morphed into their own thing. I li- the GoBots were like dinkies. They were like little, almost metal things. They were much better constructed, but they were much smaller. It was kind of like the poor man's Transformer. 
You guys remember the GoBots? They had some kind of shit. What was that shitty theme song? Let's go, GoBots, go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Something like that. And it's it was it was you know anime. Every fucking thing. Now that I look back on it, the Transformers, GI Joe, GoBots. Uh, what was that other one? The fucking Voltron. Like it's all. It was all anime. Is it Japanese? Is is it the Japanese anime? Is that who does the anime, or is it or is it Chinese anime? I'm sorry, I'm ignorant of the anime world. All I know is that the cartoons I grew up with were some form of Asian anime, and um, they still are. Like I, when I was at my my brother's, so I'm watching his nephews are watching what was the fucking Pokemon? All Pokemon. Now nobody ever, no one has any misconceptions. Everyone knows Pokemon is. Uh, some kind of Asian anime. Look, I know I should maybe look stuff up and then and then give you facts, but I'm not going to do that. I have a baby who sleeps through the night, but I'm too tired in the nighttime to do any research. He's a good fucking baby. He was good in Ottawa, you know, just hanging out with the family, being all cute as all bloody get out, and he adjusting to the chaos. My sister has four kids. Four of them, all right? And they're all, the oldest one is seven, I think. And uh, the youngest one's 18 months, something like that. So you're talking like chaos just from that family alone because that's six full people. Then my brother and his wife have two kids, two boys who are a little bit older. And so now you're talking, what's that? Six plus four, that's 10 people. Then there's me, my wife, and our son. Now you're talking 13 people. That's right, math. I can do the math on when it comes to addition, you know, well, to a point, 13 people is the point I'm trying to make. It's a fucking boatload of people. And Sam dealt with it. You know, there were times he was a little overwhelmed when some of the children would get in his face and shake, you know, toys like in his ear. And he's like, Jesus Christ, there are little monsters after me. So, yeah, I know, buddy. But he was great. He seemed to like the children. I don't know. I like I want to expose him to more children like me. I want to have him. Uh, realize that there are other people in the world besides me and my wife and our cat. But every fucking time he goes somewhere, he gets sick. He he, he didn't get sick at my brother's from their kids. He got sick because we took him to a reading room, took him to a library, and, um, to, you know, there's a bunch of kids, and they read some, some lady reads some stories, and all these little fucking kids who are, you know, eight months and 12 months old, they're not paying attention to the poor lady who was reading her book, she just, I don't know, she didn't have control of the room, you know? I was there with my wife. I went there for the first time. My wife's gone a few times. And she says, Wednesdays, the reader lady's better than on Thursdays. And so I was there on a Thursday, and the reader, there was this big open space in the middle. We were all in this giant circle. And, uh, you know, no, like everybody was at the extremes of the wall. And Sarah was saying, yeah, the other girl the good one, she gets everyone to move up front and to fill in the circle. And then they, you know, the kids pay more attention. I'm like, yeah, of course. It's like fucking stand up. You can't, you can't have people too far away from the stage. You got to crowd the stage. Anybody knows that, you know, any performer, rock concerts, stand up comedy, you got to get people close to the stage. They're engaged then, you know, so all these kids are just out hanging out on the perimeter. And uh, Sam got sick. I think he got sick from um, a little uh, a little Chinese girl who was next to him. There's a lot of a lot of talk of the Asians on this particular podcast, and it's because it, listen, it's all good. 
It's all good. I love the Asians. You know, my my uh, sister is married to a half Asian. It's a Rob. Rob the half Asian, we call him. Anywho, this uh, the little girl, she she must have been cute. The reason I think so is because her mom was cute. Like her mom was, I think she was young, 20. Now again, I'm not very good with, with ages of the, the, the Asians. <laughs> I don't, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right with what I'm saying. And I, I know I've said nothing technically wrong. But it just seems like I shouldn't be saying any of these things. No, I mean, I, I like I said, I look, they make great cartoons. The Asians, I love them. I grew up on them. And I'm saying that this is a very nice looking lady and Asian people age very well. Okay, let's just establish that I'm very complimentary of the Asians. All right. So this pretty lady, uh, she thought Sam looked just like his dad. Well, first she said, oh, he's so cute, talking about Sam. And then she said, oh, he looks just like his father. And my wife raised a little eyebrow. She's like, what are you saying? What are you saying, lady? Perhaps my wife isn't as fond as the Asians as I am now, thanks to this, this lady hitting on her husband right in front of her. But nah, she was just being nice to the baby. You know, and look, I mean, she, she can't... She can't deny the facts. I'm a handsome man. You know, nobody said, you know, she's trying to move in. She's trying to, she's trying to look for a father for her little Asian baby. Maybe she is, but she's probably just saying that's a, that's a good-looking man right there, and he's got a cute son. There's no harm in that, right? I appreciated it. I took it as a compliment, even if she didn't mean it that way. That's what I like to do. I like to... Make sure I take everything as a compliment. It makes life go a lot more smoothly. Anyway, when I was there at this fucking, you know, circle of babies, it was me and three dads. There was only three dads total, and the other two dads were sitting on chairs, uh, kind of behind everybody. Sort of like, hey, we're fathers. We're not technically involved in this circle. We're on a chair like civilized grown men, and we're, we're backing up our wives. And um, because it was heavily female, we're talking like 30, 30 ladies, three men. All right, I'm the only man sitting on the floor like a like a fucking chump. And it's just, it's just, I, you know, I have to probably stay home. Not probably. I'm. I. I. I want to stay home with the kid. You know, as long as I can. If I'm not working in the daytime, I go, I go out and I do my stupid, shitty job in the night. Uh, <laughs> not mean to sound negative. I just got a show I don't want to do on Friday. But anywho, I um, I want to I want to stay home and and take care of the of the kid and try to raise him as best I can because I'm I'm off in the daytime and I think that'll be I think it'll be great as long as I can handle it physically. I'll get to that in a minute. Jesus, I got so much to say. What happens when you have the podcast three days late? You're you're pent up with stories. It's just not a great place for a man. This circle of babies and and their mothers. Like I got a lot of looks. Girls were looking at me, and not like that pretty Asian lady. They were looking at me with kind of a stink eye. Nobody wanted me there. And then I and then I found out why. Because some woman, I guess she just, she decided, I don't care who's around, she whipped out her boob, 
and just started feeding feeding a baby. And um, I could now I could no longer look at that side of the room. That woman effectively cut off an entire portion of the room. And, and it was towards the, the lady reading a book. So I'm supposed to be looking up at the lady reading a book, helping Sam clap along with the stupid fucking story. And uh, now I can't look that way because some lady's got her, got her boob hanging out. Like a, like a fucking, you know, fire hose that has been taken out of the wall at the apartment building. Just hanging out. No, I just, I, and I'm like, yeah, that's why, I mean, it's, there's still, it's still heavily female. Women get the maternity leave. Men don't generally take paternity leave, even though some of them can. And then the women just, they congregate and they make friends and it's uncomfortable having a creepy old man just, hey, how you doing? Hey, lady, is your breastfeeding over there? Like, I, I, I'm not actually, like, I'm not doing that, but they think he could do that and they could be right. No, like... I got to say, though, the three dudes, me and the other two guys, they were sitting on the chairs. You know, none of us. You talk about people who don't want to look like we're being perverted. We're just, uh, hey, hey, guys, because your whole life these days is constantly people are they're They're terrified of pedophiles. They're terrified of perverts, terrified of molesters and rapists. And and they're talking about dudes, of course. They're not talking about about lady lady rapists, lady pedophiles, they mean people who look just like me. You know, especially me, because I'm, I'm a white middle-class man, and we're the guys who do a lot of bad stuff. I get that. So ladies are at the semicircle reading her fucking Teddy Ruxpin, and they're like, who's Johnny Pedophile over there? Who's, wait, wait, well, you're, you're tired of your raping and you're coming in to, for some pedophilia? And I understand them. I, I get it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm sorry. I have nothing. I just, I have a son. I have to come here. I can't be, I can't let him grow up, you know, with, with no socialization just because I'm afraid that you think I'm a pervert. So anyway, it was my birthday on Sunday, April 16th. Special shout out to Jesus H. Christ for coming back from the dead just to say happy birthday. Just to say happy birthday, Mark. I appreciate it, Jesus. But I got to say, this has been a hard week. It's been a hard week. We are trying to rearrange the apartment. I guess just, we live in like an 850, I don't know, 900 square foot apartment, which is pretty big by Toronto standards. And we pay a shitload for it, really, but... It's just, with the kid, it's just getting so crowded, you know? And then we've got to baby-proof everything, and that's overwhelming because, you know, everything, there's so many wires and cords nowadays, you know? What am I supposed to do? There's a person coming. There's a person taking, getting his shit out of his car. I'm going to pause this because I'm uncomfortable today. I'm going to, I'll just wait it out. I'll be back. All right. That guy eyeballed me as he walked past the car because it's still, even without the microphone next to my face, I'm still just sitting in my car. I'm in the Toyota Prius recording studio as usual, trying to get a bit of peace. Peace and fucking quiet anyway. We're trying to arrange the apartment so that it doesn't look so goddamn crowded now with the baby and the toys and then the baby proofing. You know, I try to want to move my wires away and I also want to set up a little studio for myself where I can actually put in some actual lighting you know, take some real videos. So uh, in my YouTube, 
I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. But anyway, I'm trying to get the social media and the goddamn YouTube and the shit I'm always talking about going. And I fucking hate it, sort of. It fascinates me and I love it and I sort of hate it. I love it. You know what it is? I love the idea of it. I just hate the practicality, like the, 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 the practice of it. You know, the implementation. Because everything is such yeoman work. It's, it's like fucking climbing mountains. So I moved all of my computer and uh, we got dumped a bookcase that, you know, because Sam can climb a bookcase and then and then plummet to his death and or yank it down on top of himself. So we threw out the bookcase. That's the thing. Instead of baby proofing, I just fucking toss anything that's dangerous. You know, it's like uh, it's so so bookcase gone. And um, I got the computer there. So we just moved the computer into uh, our bedroom. Our bedroom was big enough to, for me to have sort of a little office in the bedroom. But for the videos, it look really terrible to have the background just being the wall. So I got some wallpaper, got some faux brick wallpaper. And this is when you find out you don't know how to fucking live your own goddamn life. Like, I can't do any of the things that it requires to to set up a bedroom. So I'm in, I'm in an apartment, so there's concrete walls. So... To put up wallpaper, I had I had to I figured I'd go get the peel and stick stuff. I know how to peel and stick, but this only stuff at Home Depot wasn't peel and stick. You gotta you gotta paste the wall, then you gotta put the wallpaper on. So I know I'm not gonna fucking do that right. And I need shelves. So I have to put shelves on the wall, but the wall is concrete, so you can't just put screws in the concrete. You gotta get a hammer drill, and then you gotta drill into the wall, then you gotta put in little little fasteners into those holes you drilled, then drill the screws into that. But since I got to put wallpaper up, I got to drill the holes first for the fucking shelves because I need shelves to put, you know, all my junk on that we've moved from the room so Sam doesn't kill himself. And, like, I don't know how to do any of these things. And I'm doing each one of them, and, and they're all taking one day each, and I'm fucking them all up. I am sure of it. I will report back when I'm finished in two years and I will tell you how badly I fucked it up. But it's just, you know, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I think that's the thing. I don't have a mental disorder, I don't believe. Who knows? Maybe I do. But what I do have is the, the tendency to get overwhelmed. Like, I feel like there's always a million things to do. And I can never, I'm like paralyzed from the beginning. And I just, I'm saying like all the time. And I'm like an 18-year-old like girl, you know, like, Jesus, get your shit together. All right. All right. Let's take a deep breath. All right. Let's do a little meditation. Do some, my Apple Watch is always telling me, uh, breathe. You got to breathe right now. And I feel like it knows. It's. I feel like it's more than just it's schedule time to tell me that it's like you know what dude you gotta fucking calm down because it seems like it tells me to breathe a lot more the more anxious i get maybe it reads my heart rate i don't know any way like i feel like i just feel like i have a million things to do and then i don't even get anything done like this podcast is coming out late because of all the things that i thought i needed to do and this is a phrase that my friend Dennis thinks uh, was our, his favorite phrase when we were growing up, the one I used to say, which is, man, I hate doing stuff. That sums me up right there. I just hate doing stuff. A lot of it is because I can't do stuff. You know, I like the idea of renovating. You know, I like the idea of, uh, you know, sprucing the place up and getting my own little recording studio. And it all, it all sounds like such a lovely fantasy. 
But then to do it, you just, oh, it's like, oh, fucking. It's, yeah. It's like if you if you wanted to have a, you know, have a lovely painting on the wall. You're like, you know what? We'll go here, a lovely painting. And then you just tried to paint it yourself. And everyone's like, Jesus Christ, what did you, what did you put up? It's, it's like that. I find everything is like that. Like, oh, I should, you know, I'll just get this wallpaper, put up some shelves, I'll do that. And just like, look at this Ikea catalog. I'll make it look just like that. And then people walk in like, holy, holy fuck, what happened? Someone exploded a dirty bomb in your bedroom? You got gyp rock everywhere, buddy. I already drilled right through the closet. I, I, uh, the wall I was trying to drill shelves onto is, uh, goes into a walk-in closet. So I just drilled the, the drill bit right through. Right through the whole fucking closet. So I'm pretty sure that one, pretty sure that bit's not going to hold. But I don't know. You got to do it. You got to do it. I, you just, I think, I think the thing is people, you get better at stuff by fucking it up. And I haven't fucked up enough stuff. I'm 39 years old. I turned 39 years old, everybody, on Sunday. On April 16th, it was my birthday and the day that our Lord and Savior, Jesus H. Christ, Got his lazy ass out of bed. He was sleeping for three days. Up on a cross somewhere. Sleeping. And then he was like, you know what? I'll get up now. Everyone was like, oh, he rose from the dead. He was like, oh, I was just taking a fucking nap. What if that was the real story? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the real story. Jesus Christ just took a long nap. Took a, took a Valium. Whatever they would have back then of a Valium. You know, maybe like a, some kind of sheep's bladder concoction. Took it, drank it, woke up three days later, and everyone's like, oh, he's back from the dead. It's a miracle. He was like, uh, sure. Sure, it's a miracle. Although, you know, the real story itself is a bit strange. You know, they're saying, like, if I'm remembering my Catholicism correctly, and God knows I'm not, because I don't, I don't practice uh, anything anymore. I don't believe in anything. I feel that uh, I'm going to die maybe soon. You <laughs> don't know. And I don't think there's going to be anything. And I'm okay with that. It, well, you know, I'm not okay with that. I just don't think there, you have an alternative. I can't believe something I don't believe just because I don't feel great about dying. But the real story, uh, rising from the dead, was... Peter's walking down the road or some shit. I don't know. One of the fucking apostles. One of the guys from uh, from the, the, the group. You know, the, the 12 or the 12 apostles. You know, it was uh, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, Peter. And um, old Peter he saw a guy walking down the road and he was like, hey, that's fucking Jesus. And he, it was a guy who looked nothing like Jesus. And he was like, but I can tell it's Jesus. I can tell. He looks totally different, but that is definitely Jesus. And he was walking around. He just started saying, hey, Jesus is back from the dead. It's this guy here, Dave. And Dave was like, I'm, I'm not Jesus. And Peter was like, no, no, you're Jesus. And then Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or one of the fucking guys came over and was like, oh, yeah, that's Jesus. That's definitely Jesus. We're backing you up, Peter. That is Jesus. And Dave is like, I'm not, I'm not Jesus. I'm a different guy. 
They're like, no, nope, you rose from the dead. You know, we, we, we rolled the, the stone back. There's no Jesus body. And you are clearly Jesus, even though you look nothing like him and you don't sound like him and you claim you are not him. We are still going to say he rose from the dead. I don't know. Call me crazy, but that's not a real great story. You know, and then it's not like the Bible just continues. And then Dave did miracles for another 20 years. You know, like nobody really like that guy just kind of disappears. And I don't think his name was Dave, but you get the gist. Anyway, it had something to do with uh, uh, Easter. Jesus died and then a new guy showed up and he had a bunch of chocolate eggs and uh, and a pet rabbit. So pretty sure that's how the whole thing went. Anyway, it was my birthday on Easter Sunday. People were more excited about Easter than they were my birthday, and I get that. Not me, though. I'm still excited about my birthday. My wife bought me a lovely case for um, computers and stuff. We're just trying to be organized. I'm trying to get fucking organized my life. It's just, I'm overwhelmed. I always feel a sense of overwhelm when I have to do anything at all. Like, I have to go to a Blue Jay game tomorrow, and that's killing me. Do you hear how that sounds? I'm going to an event, people. Like, I paid $80 for these tickets. And now the Blue Jays are the worst fucking team in the league this year. So this is really overpaying $80 to see the shittiest team in the league. But that's not the reason I don't want to go. I wouldn't want to go if they were the best team in the league. It's just the, the, the idea of going sounds good. But tomorrow I have to get up take a shower, go down, spend three and a half, four hours at a ballpark, and watch this game, you know, and I just would rather not move. I would rather not go. I really am only interested in doing a, a few things in my life. Just staying home. I like learning things. I like I like watching YouTube videos about how to do things, and then when I try to go do them myself, I get very disappointed, and then I move on. Like today, I was watching fucking videos all day long about how to put up shelves, and I was gung-ho, ready to go, and then I tried to put up the shelves, and it's, it's a fucking disaster. I got holes in my closet. My wife is going to help me put up the wallpaper tonight, so that might actually go okay, because she'll be there to go, hey, hey, what do you fucking think you're doing? You can't put the wallpaper on like that. You gotta, she'll read the instructions and she'll do it right. It's very disappointing, you know, because she thinks she married a man. And, uh, you know, that all the women at, at the reading circle think I'm a man. They're all like, oh, look at this man showing up with his gross pervert face. So I have the accoutrement of a man. I have all the, of all the trappings of a man. I look like one, I smell like one. But the good stuff, this doesn't come along with the Mark Bennett package. My wife said to me today, because I said, I wish I could fucking do something. I wish I, there was, I knew how to do one goddamn thing. And she was like, yeah, I wish you did too. And she sort of laughed, but she meant it. You know, and I don't blame her. But here's, here's the lesson today, ladies and gentlemen. The lesson is you got to go fuck shit up and go do it. If you're not 39 like myself and you weren't born on Easter Sunday, then this will help you even more. If you're younger than me, then I got to say, go try to drill holes in walls. Go do as much shit as you can do. 
as early as you can do it. Be careful. Wear some safety goggles. Get some earplugs. You know, to watch some YouTube videos first. And then um, do things. Go, hey, how can I make my place look a little better? I'm going to try to install some shelves. How do I do that? Go to Home Depot. You buy some stuff. You ask around. You, you, you watch the videos. And then, and then do it. And it will look like shit. Unless you've got a natural knack for it, which almost fucking nobody does. You won't know how to find a stud in a wall. You know, that's the something I learned today because I was, I was complaining that I have concrete walls. But then if you have gyprock and wooden walls, if you live in like a house in the suburbs, you don't live in a concrete jungle like I do, then you got to find the stud. That means you got to find the two by four um, in the wall. I think that's what the stud means. Anyway, you got to find the two by four. And you got to drill into the 2 by 4 because if not, you'll just go right through the gyprock. And that's no good for hanging up anything. And so the guy on YouTube is like, just knock on, just knock on the wall. You'll hear the difference. I'm like, you don't fucking know me. I won't hear that goddamn difference. So you can buy a stud finder. Uh, you buy the one of those things. Well, that costs like 100 bucks Anyway, that's what I'd have to do if I had a house. I would find a stud finder. And apparently each 2 by 4 is 16 inches apart. Who the fuck knows this shit? The answer is nobody. Even the guy doing the video, he fucked it up. He was trying to demonstrate how to do, um, you know, something that hooks onto gyprock that you don't need to go through the 2 by 4 And he happened to put up the shelf randomly, and it was on a 2 by 4 So he had to switch the screws in the middle of the video. And he's a professional home renovator. And he was like, ah, it's no big deal. You just switch a screw. I'm like, it is a big deal. Because if I was in that situation, I wouldn't know... How to fix the problem. So that's the point. Is just don't be like me. Get out there. Do some shit. You know, just just mess up your walls when you're 15, 16 years old. Learn how to do. You'll fuck it up for a while. And like right now, I like I fucked up our baby room. All right. I tried to I tried to fasten the bureau to the wall, a safety latch, so that Sam won't pull it down and kill himself. And what I did, I is I uh Ruined the wall. And I'm not sure it's entirely my fault. I think it was supposed to be a cement wall, but somebody did a renovation, maybe without telling the uh, building manager, and uh, and I think it's just gyprock there now. Because my drill just went right through the whole thing and left like fist-sized holes in the wall. So now I literally have to get glue and tape the bureau to the wall with, with like, you know, industrial-strength glue. Because no screws can go through the thing because the it's just gyprock, so it's a hollow wall. And uh, apparently you can get screws that fix that, but l- let me fucking tell you something. I know how to glue stuff, so I'm going to glue it. But anyway, I had to use my hammer drill for that for the first time. And uh, you got to use a hammer drill if you're going to put anything in cement. If you want to do, like putting up curtains in an apartment building, Jesus Christ, is that impossible? And I didn't even know the first idea of how to do it. And it turns out you need hammer drills and and a and a masonry bit, and then you got to drill in to the to the wall. Then you got to fill in the masonry the the hole you did with a little fastener. Then you screw that in. All right. I know I just said that earlier in the podcast, but I'm trying to say it again so I remember it. And then you um you put up your fucking curtains. So after I ruined Sam's room. Now that I'm putting shelves in in our bedroom, I, yeah, I ruined it, but not as bad. You know, it looks it looks a lot better, and I, I have uh, I have a feeling that since the wallpaper we bought is not yet on, I can at least cover up the mistakes I made. And I'm pretty sure that next time 
I go to drill into the wall, I'm probably going to do it right. So there you go. Three times in a row is, is about all you need. But now when you're starting this shit when you're 39, man, you look like a fucking idiot. I'm glad I'm doing it now, though. I'm going to try to tackle as many things like this as I can. Maybe learn a little about electrical. Oh, no, that scares me. It already sounds overwhelming to me. Learn about electrical. I'll probably just electrocute myself. But I want just just so that when Sam is like, you know, seven or eight, he's like, look at my dad. He just put, I asked for a shelf in the room, a bookshelf, and he just put one up. How does he do it? And I'll be like, because, son, I fucked everything up like 30 times, and, and now I know how to do it, you know? Sarah's father is a fucking engineer, and uh, so he can do all this shit in, her, in his sleep. I know she's judging me. Well, I know, because she said. But you know what? I got a second win now. I've, I went to the gym. I just went to the gym. I saw the great Canadian athlete, Steve, who's in better shape now than he was even when I started talking about him. How do these be people improving? People improve in life. I gotta, I have to stop being so negative, and I've got to realize that some people improve in life. Steve, the great Canadian athlete, was already in good shape. Now he's in better shape. You know, in the, in the short period of time, and and since I've known him, I'm in worse shape. All right, my and and my stand-up career, you know, it's, it's now I I shouldn't say that's worse. That's that's a little better. It's a little better now that I'm doing a few things. I'm actively involved. It's getting a bit better, but that's the you can improve, ladies and gentlemen. Do you but do you know how you improve? Say it with me now. You go fuck shit up, all right. You go you go fuck it up, and you look like an idiot. You humiliate yourself in front of your wife and children, but one day you'll be better at it. Now again, take my advice and try to do it before you have a wife and children, or if you're a lady before. You have whatever you want, another lady or a man or whatever. Yeah, I think you know what I think I'm going to end this on a positive note. I feel I feel pretty good about going up there now, taking another swing at this fucking room because you know what worst case scenario I do I do some more. You know, yes, I have a ball game I don't want to go to tomorrow, but hey, let's put a positive spin on that, shall we? Shall I'll say this, my, my um, sister-in-law, her oldest son was battling anxiety, uh, I think. I don't know. I don't listen very well when people talk. But um, so they came up with coping mechanisms. They talked to some kind of therapist or some shit. And then they, you write it on a piece of paper and then you put it in a box and then you put the box away. Now, we don't have room for a fucking box in our apartment, so I can't really do this particular exercise i'm i'm already we're already up to our eyeballs and shit i don't need to create boxes to put my worry papers in them but you know what maybe i do anyway she said that and so i tried to do an imaginary i have a show on friday i just put that in a box and i'll put that over here and that's because that show's bothering me it's because it's got to be a clean show it's got to be clean and i'm with a very prominent comedian in canada Her name is elvira kurt if you're Canadian, you know who I'm talking about. Well, if, if you're in the comedy circles anyway, you know. she's She's been uh, headlining comedian for many years, very popular, and we've never worked together before. So you want to put in your best effort. 
And since it's a clean show and it's four and a half hours away, so it's a long drive, and then you got to go do the show, and it's going to be pressure-filled. But you know what? I'm at this my job. All right, okay. Let's put two, two positive spins. All right, ladies and gentlemen, two positive spins. Number one, tomorrow I get to go to a Blue Jay game. In the middle of the afternoon. All right, that's pretty cool. Some of you are, you're, you're going to go to work tomorrow. And you're like, go fuck yourself, Bennett. You are going to go to a Blue Jay game in the middle of the afternoon like you got no cares in the world. You're right. You're right. That is a nice advantage. Sure, whatever job you are working, you're paid way more than me. And I guarantee you that. I will show you my T4s. Okay? I guarantee you. If you, I don't care where you work. Tim Hortons, Starbucks, Fucking Woolco, that's not a store anymore. Walmart, it doesn't matter where you work. You are making more money than me, at least right now, okay? I'm turning this shit around. I'm going to be like the great Canadian athlete, except instead of physical fitness, it's going to be my whole life, in, including physical fitness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make myself in better shape and get rid of this skinny fat gut. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pumping out these podcasts. I'm gonna do my YouTube videos in my new studio that I'm putting up. So tomorrow I get to go watch a lovely Blue Jay game, and maybe it'll be the start of a whole winning streak for these fucks. And I get to go. I'm going with a couple of comedian friends of mine. It's gonna be a great time. I'm gonna have a beer. All right. Then I'm gonna come home and uh, and and I'll, I'll prepare for my show on Friday. And I'll put in I'll put in a, a great effort. And I'll meet Elvira, and we'll become friends. You know, or at least we'll be friendly. And uh, and I, I, it's a pretty well-paid show. So sure, it's four hours away, but I get a decent amount of money. And then I come home, you know, and the, the playoffs are on. Sidney Crosby's, you know what, guys? I feel great. I feel great right now. This is why I talk to you people. You know, I started all negative and overwhelmed, you know. It's a, and maybe some of it was because it was my birthday. It was my birthday on... Easter Sunday, April 16th. And uh, maybe that just started me thinking, you're 39 years old, started the wheels start turning, you know, about your death and your, uh, and your lack of accomplishment in, in the face of this impending death. And then it's like, oh, I got to do a million things. And then you feel overwhelmed. And then so you start doing some things to try to beat the overwhelmed feeling. And then you realize, I can't put up any fucking shelves. But then I talk to you lovely people, and then I, I, I put a positive spin on it and go, no, look, you're, just, you're trying to improve, and that's great. And you know what's going to happen when you try to improve? You will improve. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it's coming, you know? And I already, I already feel it's coming. going to get up there now. I'm going to slap on some fucking faux brick wallpaper. I'm going to record the goddamn YouTube videos. Friday, I'm going to have a killer show. I'm going to come back. And I'm going to have a nice little recording studio. Sam's going to have a safe environment to grow up in. Everything's wonderful. Everything's wonderful. And I'm going to leave you right there. I'm going to, uh, I'll check in with you soon. No more of this lax bullshit podcast showing up three days later. Oh, three days later. I'm like Jesus. I'm like Jesus. You know, I, uh, I got, I got, went down for the count. Three days later, I'm back. I look like a different person. But here I am, coming back with the podcast. He was dead, and now he is risen. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. I'll check in with you soon. I said shut up. See ya.